It's time now for Tuesday Travel and it's something a little different this week. My next guest has done a lot of work into the power of tourism and how it can transform local communities. His name is Killian Murphy. He's been on the show before, he told me, and he runs Murphy's Black, Murphy Black's Restaurant in Kilkee. Killian, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, Simon. You're a tired bugle. Ah, uh, not so bad. You know, Being a restaurateur, what time did you hit the hay at this morning? I think it was about half one. And of course, you know yourself, you jump into bed after a night's work and the last yeah. thing you do is relax. So I think it was probably about half two by the time the light got turned off. So, But you were saying this is this is your silly season really, isn't it? We do probably 80% of our business in two months of the year. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. So you got to pay attention these months. So what's the typical day? I mean, is it an 18-hour day? <clears throat> we only, we open in the evening, um, six o'clock in the evening. Yeah. But... Like everything, you know, the public just see front of house. It's the um, prep, isn't it? It's all the stuff that goes on in the background that uh, that makes the day. So what time long. are you in there from the morning? Um, kind of mooching around, really, from about 12 o'clock on. Um, yeah. You're never off. This time of the year, between deliveries and orders and uh, rosters and all the health and safety administration and the paperwork, paperwork and the all blessed paperwork. It all has to The take. joys of a restaurateur. <laughs> but, um, but because you didn't start as a restaurateur, you were a fisherman. Yeah, well, my dad was a fisherman, so um, you know yourself. Um, so I how, dragged does, up. how does a fisherman become a restaurateur? Uh, how long did you fish for? Well, I stopped fishing when I was 22. I had my own boat and I spent a considerable time deep sea, um, like 180, 200 miles out of So off. where were you fishing? Um, West coast of, of Ireland. Um, I did some time on the Spanish, uh, Spanish trawlers fishing into North Spain. Um, loved it. It was great as a young man. That's time a tough of my life, life though, isn't it? Ah, but you know, you know, when you're young, you're bulletproof. Yeah, 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 um, yeah true. Yeah, and you just really enjoyed a bit of crack and and hard work and there's danger, a little bit of free sound there. So yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of danger. Well, absolutely, it's one of the most dangerous uh, jobs in the world. Um, and what were you catching? What were you fishing? Uh, mostly whitefish. Uh, so you know, cod, place, hake, all that sort of stuff, black sole. So what? How did you arrive at the decision to stop that and try something different? All my friends were meeting girls and playing football <laughs> matches and going off to festivals and you, you know stinking of fish. Well, you know, you come ashore after kind of a week or ten days at sea and you think, geez, look at all the stuff I missed. Yeah. And life starts to pass you by a little bit. So yeah. you just go, you know what? I'm done. And uh, I'd met my my current wife. Not that I have any other wife. The future ex wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, hopefully, no, 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 this is the one, yeah, this is the one, it's She's a one-shot deal, one, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, I met I met my wife and they were in the bar business, so I kind of fell in to that um, by by default really and we ended up leasing her mother's uh, bar and from there we kicked on into, uh, we owned, we had our own bar and bar food and really we've been kind of shortening the our lives because the bar was way later again yeah. um, and that's a longer, longer day and I tell you, you know, fishing's tough, <coughs> publicans tough too. Um, that is another tough job. I mean, you didn't exactly take it easy when you came off the boat. Did you? I mean, jumping into the publican's life, that's a hard state, isn't it? Well, it was, yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing is, it's social. So you go from yeah. a situation where you're on a boat with six or eight guys and there's really, that's your social life. And then you end up in a, it was, I wanted a bigger social life and there's nothing bigger than being in a bar behind the counter, three or four hundred people <laughs> looking for drink and a bit of crack and music. And, um, but, of course, that takes its toll and we get to the stage where you go, okay, the food, we could see the bar trade was starting to taper and the food was becoming more and more important to the business. So we, we got out of the bar business and we opened a restaurant. So how long was, how long is the restaurant open? We are 12 years into a five-year plan now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going all right. It's okay, yeah, yeah. But 12 years ago now, we would have been... Paint a picture of, of the area for me 12 years ago in terms of tourism and 
Okay, so visitors uh, and that. Kilkee is a real uh, has a real history of uh, 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 it's a Victorian holiday resort. It has a long, long established domestic tourism market. A uh, very strong summer season. Uh, so two thousand and four, when we opened the restaurant, uh, Celtic Tiger was roaring its head off. Uh, money was flying around like it was water. Um, and we had the restaurant and things went really well and and this is you know we're 12 years into a five year plan because it all came to a sudden stop around 2008 Now when it came when you say it came to a sudden stop in terms of you know how it affected you how did it affect the business? Uh, we dropped I would about 50% of turnover Really? Yeah so around around that figure there thereabouts and who in in the good times who would the bulk of the visitors be were they Irish or were they uh, yeah a, a very solid and uh, like Kilkee traditionally has always been that domestic market and and I suppose we've always felt in, in Kilkee that the Irish market was our was our uh, bread and butter yeah and when the crash happened we realised how um, I suppose we're open to the vagaries of the Irish market there. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Ireland was there was no money in Ireland, and our Irish domestic market just tanked straight through the floor. So that, in a way, gave a little bit of an impetus as to having to look at tourism in a different way and say, mm-hmm. right, where are you going to fill these gaps? Um, and I think since we set up Lupe Tourism in two thousand and nine, we've really thought about okay, the Irish market is our now our cream and jam. Okay, so we now have to look elsewhere for the bread and butter, which is right. the overseas international visitors. So a year a year into the recession in 2009, you decide to set up Lupad Tourism. Was that a collective thing? Was that various businesses around the area? Or, or where did the seed of that idea start? Um, okay, uh, there's a great, uh, there's a story, uh, like there always is behind something like that. Uh, my dad rang me one day, my dad lives in the Ring of Kerry, and he, he rang me one day to say, you're not going to believe I'm, and he's retired, so he's nothing to do and all day to do it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, he, but he uh, deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the man worked. Say. You know, he worked really hard, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, enjoying the fruits of it. I'm delighted for him. But uh, he rang to say, and my dad loved nothing better than a good argument. Like, um, <laughs> so he rang me one day to go. Um, the biggest traffic jam I've ever seen in my life. This particular season, uh, the coach coaches that were coming across from the continent yeah. were wandering a carry out summer, and they were a little bit bigger. And basically, the locals spent the summer parking the car up in the ditch to let the tour buses go by. <laughs> and on this particular day a gentleman farmer in the locality parked his car a couple of inches inside the white line and said to the bus driver tough you get past me you know you can, you can picture a Sunday in <clears> the <throat> ring of Kerry chaos pandemonium absolutely but it made me think you know when you have that situation and when tourism is bringing about that level of uh, anti antipathy mm. you you've got unhappy locals you've got unhappy operator and you have an unhappy bunch of visitors. Mm-hmm. And that's all wrong. Um, and I think there's a seed where we, we kind of looked at said, we've always said where we live on Kilkee and the Loophead Peninsula, it's just off the Dingle to Doolan motorway is and what we call a, it. it's not a huge area. No, it's very small. Uh, about I think about 120 square, square yeah. kilometres. Um, one town with a thousand people living in it. A couple of villages, Kilbah, Carrigold and Cross. Um, current little small uh, villages. But it's it, the seed of the idea is there, Killian, and but it's one of those ideas where you have to get everybody on board. Absolutely. Like, why why was there a, that attitude down there in Kerry? I think it... it fundam- when people realise how, how much of a lifeblood it is to the area. We were never, ever, 
where we live is, you know, like a lot of coastal communities in West Ireland, we're a very marginalised community. So we're away from everything. Mm. You know, it's 35 or 40 miles into Ennis for the motorway, trains, yeah. Shannon, you know, all this connectivity, IT. We're never going to get a big factory. We're never going to get an IT company coming down or no. uh, manufacturing. So when you start to look at what you have as an area, we looked at agriculture. Um, there's a very strong agricultural sector, but a lot of those people were working jobs. One or both of the people on the farm were working uh, jobs as well. Yeah. Um, so it really wasn't, um, and where we live, it's remote. It is absolutely stunning. Uh, it has a really vibrant community. And I always come back to this community thing. Mm. Um, so tourism was the natural uh, industry for us. And it was really important that we got it right because otherwise, if we if we'd gone down a different road, we end up becoming a place that people just pass through yeah. with no local economic benefit. Mm. You know, we, we're the ones sitting there watching the buses just drive by and, and going, how can we tap into this resource? And of course you can't. So what we set up was a, 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 a group, a committee called Loophead Tourism. And we rooted it within the community. So we, we have, the, there is a, nine people on the committee, three from each of the parish development associations. So Kilbaha, Carrigaholt and Kilkee each put three people onto the committee and that's where our decision making comes from. And one of the things that was really key here was equality versus equity. So uh, we could have said, well, Kilkee has got the big population so it needs four people and Kilbaha has less. Yeah. But what you're always open to then is, is a situation where... Um, when it gets starts to work, yeah. the bigger area starts to take more out of it and makes the decisions to suit themselves. Whereas we just had this, uh, it was about everybody has the same. It was the region. Absolutely. As opposed to the village or the town. We took and said, we're building a destination here. How did the, how did the idea go down when you started, you know, approaching people in the other parishes and other villages? Like, did you, did you meet any kind of, ah, it's not going to work. I mean, the one thing about the recession did, it made people say, right, this is not happening. How are we going to change it? There's nothing like no money to open up the creative juices. <laughs> Great motivator. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, we've never had money and we've never had, and, 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 and really we sat down, I suppose the real, uh, where it crystallised was we, we entered a competition called the European Destination of Excellence, which is run by Fault Ireland. It's an EU-wide competition. Mm -hmm. And we won that in 2010. And A year after setting it up. A year after setting it up. Um, and profoundly, it was about uh, a, a community cohesion. Um, the judges, the the, the write-up afterwards, that's what stuck out to them was this capacity for competing businesses to put their heads together and re realise that they were greater than the sum of their parts. Mm. And that is what is, is what has worked. And of course, it gave us a certain amount of validation. It gave us a geographical area, which we... But it also showed everybody that it was working. Absolutely. You know, um, you're only you're only twelve months into this new venture, yeah. Loophead Tourism, and we're already an award-winning scheme. Yeah. So you were doing something right. So how does it develop from there then, and how have you maintained it? Uh, uh, I, I think, and and this is one that I I, I, I always, I mean, I, I have I've spoken to a number of groups around the country, and one of the things I always say is you need to know where you want to go. It's it's a basic uh, sit down around a table with as many people as you can say where do we want to be in Set twenty years' target. time. Yeah. What kind of place do we want to live in in 20 years' time? Yeah. And there again is the key. We looked at, you know, there's ecotourism, sustainable tourism, there's all these green and, and there's all these words and, and, they, and, and they kind of mean, a lot of the times they mean the same thing with slightly different focuses on them. But where we looked at was a, there was a, a thing called responsible tourism and that really appealed to us because that's very pragmatic. That's about 
we are taking responsibility for our home. Mm. We are going to make sure that tourism as an industry benefits the people who live here and the community who live here. And it focuses down the road. So just to give one example, we were asked to sit in uh, as uh, stakeholders with Clare County Council and Shannon Development when they opened the Loophead Lighthouse. Mm. So it meant the community were sitting at the table and one of the key things that we uh, insisted upon and to their eternal credit, Clare County Council and Shan Development role with it mm-hmm. was that there would be no craft shop and no coffee shop in the lighthouse. Now, this is groundbreaking stuff. You're looking Absolutely. at a visitor attraction without a coffee shop. Um, Absolutely. And w- w- because for us, it was about opening up the space for local people to step in there. So now what we have are two local women Mm. about two miles from the from the lighthouse opened up the Kilbaha Gallery and Craft Shop it is a standout destination in its own route it is becoming it, it won the, uh, the FPD Business of the Year newcomer last year in Clare incredible isn't it but if we hadn't insisted at the outset yeah they wouldn't have had the opportunity to step in and they're two local women with families in the local schools mm-hmm. so it's about making sure that the decisions are strategic and long term and they're supporting the locality, supporting local families. Absolutely. Um, if you were to sell Loop Head to me, you know, I'm someone who's thinking of having a little three or four day break with the kids. Why should I go to Loop Head? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're fantastic. Um, well, I can clearly see that. <laughs> there what, is, what are the selling points? I mean, what, what do you bang the drum loudest about down there? It is a get away from it all place. Hmm. Uh the Wild Atlantic Way has been a phenomenal success, as mm-hmm. we all know. Huge. There are uh, becoming increasingly rarer to find places along the west of Ireland that where you can actually step away from that massive business of tourism. Mm. And for us, the key selling point is that tourism is a part of us. We welcome you as a person to our home. Mm. And that's not, it's not just a commercial reality. So our decision making is not based purely on commercial terms like a commercial transaction it's an experiential transaction mm. we enjoy you coming down we enjoy we're proud it, uh, civic pride gives us that thing of you're going away saying wow we had such a great time there's mm. such nice people down there mm. and it isn't about just saying thanks very much for your fire there for your coffee now out you go so it's not come and see this or come and see that come and see this it's just experience, experience where you live yeah and, and, and it's becoming um there's a, a great quote that I love from a fellow called Tony Goldman who who um, was responsible in a way for uh, the preservation of South Beach in Miami mm-hmm. as an Art Deco uh, place. And he, he says that we're, we're never going to run out of tourists. What we are going to run out of are really attractive, environmentally sound and places that have an authentic sense of place. Mm. We're going, they're going to be coming scarcer and scarcer. And I see places like uh, Loophead, mm. I see places like Sheepshead, yeah. uh, Mulrani, um, places like that uh, that are starting to, they're the places that are going to, if they can hold on to that sense of place, mm. they're going to become premium, valuable products and you have to be really careful to mind them. One of the things that, that fascinates me about places like Loophead, and, <clears throat> you know, I, I've been lucky enough through my job to travel around Ireland extensively and film in various places that I would never have been normally. <clears throat> and you often hear locals saying, you know, if it's during the summer, like you did, you know, this is your silly season. How how does Loophead Tourism make sure that they maintain that over a 12-month period and that the tourism sustains the economy for more than that three to six-week period during the summer? That's the biggest challenge we face. And I think that's the biggest challenge Everywhere. most places yeah. face. Yeah. Um, 
one of the things that uh, comes on, on on our side is that we have 47 businesses that are part of our network. I would think 99% of them are lifestyle businesses. We are there because we love to live there. The right. business provides us with the opportunity to live there. I think if I did a secret poll and I asked them would any of them would like to have a 12-month business, I would say I could I could probably name the three that would say <laughs> yes and the rest of them would go, no, you know, we want the downtime. Yeah, we want to experience it for yeah. ourselves too. We want to be able to live here and love it. And I it think that's, that's an incredible attitude. But that clearly comes through then when you're selling Loophead as a destination. Yeah, and, and we go, you know, we, we picked our markets. We're picking, we, we, we have... Um, we are defining our destination for ourselves. So we're not allowing the industry, our big business, to, to, to sell Loophead on their terms. We are selling it on our terms. And it's one of the things we look at uh, is going to the German market and saying, don't come here in the summer. It's the wild Atlantic way. Come here in October, November, February, when it is wild. And it'll knock the head off you. I mean, we our tagline is, uh, it, you know, you'll be blown away. Um <laughs> and, and it will. Yeah. You come here in the summer and I mean, we, I had Spanish visitors last year and I was uh, saying, oh, it's, you know, the weather. Um, and they were going, we don't care. We're not here because of the weather. We're here because of it's wild. Yeah. That's what we want. I think that sums it up perfectly. I mean, Killian, you're, the whole organisation of Loophead Tourism, you're a credit to yourselves. Thank you. And to the region. It's, and it's been a success since 2009. Long may continue. Just as a matter of interest, what's the best selling dish in the restaurant? Uh, we do a dish called uh, Cannellonia Place, which is uh, fresh fillets of place. Um, we make a tube with it, Lovely. stuffed with crab meat and baked Lovely. in a bechamel sauce. And can I thank you on behalf of the production team for bringing some up today with you? <laughs> oh, hang on and, a minute. Oh no, sorry. I'd like to thank you for the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Killian Murphy of Murphy Blanks Restaurant in Kilkay. It's been a pleasure. Continued success. Thank you very much. We'll be back after this.